Still mixing up the block with the tenant living next to him. Shooting hoops, who got hops? Worthy. When he pop a jump shot, no worries. Just a pocket full of sugar. Hey guys, welcome back to American Born Confused Stacy. I'm one of your co-hosts, Justin Badiga. My other co-host could not be here, but that is okay because we have a special guest who is a med student by day and a makeup artist by night, Shauna Mohan. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and the audience? Hi there. So, uh, well, yeah, I'm Shauna. Uh, I'm a med student and a makeup artist. Um, I've been pursuing med for about two years now and makeup for about three years. And I've just begun to put myself out there and it's been a great experience so far. Great. So to break the ice between um, us, why don't we share your comfort show? Okay, so my comfort show would probably be the show on my block. Um, because it has such deep-rooted family values, even with people who aren't actually blood-related, and I think that just resonates so much with me. Yeah, that's a good show. I tried it, and it's kind of hard for me, because, like, it has a lot going on in the show at the same time. I started, like, the first two episodes, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, I need to get back into that show. But for me, my comfort show yeah. has to be The Office. I really, really, really like The Office. It's, like, funny, and it's, like, chill at the same time. That like, It gives you a good laugh while you're, like, stressed out and all. Yeah, see, like, I've never watched, like, I've tried to watch The Office, but mm-hmm. I think it's because, like, the camera work is a little oh, yeah. hard to get used to. That's what kind of refrains me from watching it, but, like, I've never given it an honest try, so I can't really say much about it. <laughs> so, to dive into questions, um, the first question is, out of all the looks you have concocted, what's been your favorite? Okay, so this is, like, a really good question, because, like, anybody who's been on my page or who has seen... The makeup that I do knows that I do a little bit of everything. I have some cultural looks. I have some creative, spunky looks. I have some simple glam. Um, for that reason, I think I actually have two favorites, but for two completely different reasons. So my absolute all-time favorite was probably um, this spring look that I did with like um, flowers around my eyes. Um, It got a lot of attention, which I wasn't really expecting, but I really liked the look and the way that it came together. Um, It just screamed spring vibes, and it was just so cheery, which I love. Um, The second one would probably be this very, like, like natural, bare-faced makeup where I, you know, I showed all my texture, all my scars and everything, and I just think that it took so much courage for, like, it takes so much courage for anybody to post an entirely natural picture, um, with no editing or anything. So if you had asked me like five years ago if I could do that, my answer would have been a straight up no. So being able to post that, I think that that took a lot out of me and I was I was really proud of myself. So favorite for two different reasons. <laughs> when I saw that look, I was actually amazed. That was like, it looks so complicated, but you made it look so simple. And it looked like so beautiful, honestly. Because like, where'd you get inspiration for that one actually? Okay, so first of all, thank you so much for that. And secondly, um, see, okay, honestly, I I love doing, like, um, season-themed looks Mm -hmm. or holiday-themed looks or whatever, so I definitely wanted to do some sort of spring look, Mm -hmm. Um, and my original plan was to do, I'm not sure if you've seen this look, but it's on, like, it was on the Savage Fenty fashion show, Mm -hmm. Um, there was, like, a spring look with, like, uh, flower petals on her lash, and I thought that was amazing, but um, as I was, like, you know, just, like, looking up different flowers to use and everything, I came across these, like, flowers that like people use for a bunch of different like a bunch of different cases like it's like this these little small dried flowers um and I was like you know what like I think this is more up my alley so I just got the flowers and literally just started placing them everywhere and then it just it honestly just happened like I always plan a look but it never ends up the way that I planned it so that's that's the story behind that look (laughs) it's honestly amazing I was amazed I was like I didn't know anyone can do that like complicated look and make it look so simple and it was just out of the world honestly Thank you so much. That means so much. So the next question is, when did you first get into makeup? Were you supported by your parents? Okay, so officially, I got into makeup when I was um, in grade 12, so about two, two and a half years ago. Um, unofficially, I got into makeup about a year and a half ago. Um, well, the reason I say officially and unofficially is because I... Honestly, if you asked me in grade 9 or grade 10 about makeup, I wouldn't have been able to tell you anything. I've never used... Like, the most makeup I probably use is mascara, and that doesn't take much technique to use. Um, I just... I was always, like, a more natural girl. I played a lot of sports growing up, and 
I was always like I had trained eight hours a day for gymnastics every single day. So wearing makeup during training is just it's not ideal. So um, I was never really into makeup until I really hit grade 12. Um, And when I when I did get into makeup, it was like, I was awful. <laughs> like I was so bad. I didn't know what I was doing at all. Um, but then I guess I guess once I just started like experimenting and just playing around with things and like not being too focused on um, the rights and wrongs of makeup is kind of when I was able to like branch out. So that happened for me a year and a half ago. So that's why unofficially it was a year and a half ago. And um, in terms of being supported by my parents, like. My parents, I'm so grateful for them. They support me in every single thing I've I've ever done, I've ever put my mind to. Um, the thing with makeup is that when I first started, it wasn't really um, a passion or a hobby of mine. It was just something to like experiment and try with when I first started. Um, as I got more invested in it, my parents are literally my biggest supporters. Uh, my dad, he literally made a TikTok and Instagram account <laughs> so that he could support me. And like, it's it, I'm so grateful. And yeah, so like... I'm grateful to have been supported by my parents, but I know a lot of people don't get that. Yeah. And as amazing it is as it is to be supported by your parents, like there are other people that are going to support you. But thank, I'm so grateful. Like I can't even say it enough. I'm so grateful for my parents and how how much they're supporting my journey and everything I do. Yeah, I um as I said in like all like previous episodes, like when we had guests, is that the parents parental support is like the number one thing. Like I feel like motivates a person to do better in life. And, like, with that parental support, I feel like that just takes you to another level. But without it, too, there are, like, a bunch of kids who don't have it. And yet they are really successful. But I feel like it's always nice to have that back comfort. Like, okay, someone believes in me and I can do better. Exactly. So, like, it's I feel like it's great that you have parental support. Because not a lot of people do. And once you do, it's just a motivation. Yeah, like, I have seen, like, obviously, like, through social media and everything, a lot of people are more open about their journey mm-hmm. and their their personal lives and I've, I've come across a lot of like extremely talented makeup artists who aren't supported by their parents um some ranging just because like you know a lot of people believe that you know you should be natural and like they don't really believe makeup is a form of art which it absolutely is and a lot of people because like their gender um it's extremely like hard for them to be able to wear makeup in public and to post that and especially they don't they especially don't get that support from their parents so like um it's just, I feel like it's extremely important to be supportive of, like, all of your, um, all of your artists, like, never put anybody down or anything like that, because you don't know, like, what kind of support they do or don't have, um, so, yeah, I just, I'm, like I said, so grateful. Like you said, um, not a lot of people see makeup as, like, an art, they just see it as a way to cover someone's face or, like, just to hide their true beauty and all that stuff, but it's also a great form of art, like, like, the makeup art that you do, that's art, it's not just, like, slap on face makeup just to cover some stuff or like that, it's just, like, mm-hmm. you're expressing how you feel, and I feel like makeup should be put in that category as well, because not a lot of people see it that way, so they discourage people, like, to, from doing makeup art and all that. Exactly. Like, honestly, I'm not big on Instagram at all. You know, I'm like really new in terms of like my makeup account. Um, but like from my journey, especially I want to say 2020 to 2021, that's kind of when I've been getting like the most um, support and hate. Mm-hmm. Um, like on TikTok as well, because I, I do have a bit of a bigger platform on TikTok. And I've noticed this, it's, it's always men. <laughs> it's always men who don't know or have never done makeup. But they're always saying things like... Um, you know, like, how long did it take to paint your face or um, take all that makeup off or, like, always take a girl swimming on the first day. And obviously, like, I don't even entertain them because, I mean, it's it's such ignorance and it's such arrogance that comes from comments like that. And um, I know I'm confident in what, I, in what I do, you know. I'm extremely happy with what I do. I know that it takes time. It takes hard work it takes talent so I'm extremely proud of who I am and what I do so like you know a snarky comment like that isn't going to get to me but I do know that like I mean like everybody everybody's just trying to make their way in this world right and what how how somebody does it is absolutely their business and I have never in my life showed hate somebody's craft you know like yeah you, you never you never know what's going on with them and everything so I'm honestly like as like weird as it sounds to say I'm like I'm happy that I've experienced some sort of hate because you know like it gets it gets me to see both sides of the radar support and hate you know I've gotten so much support like overwhelming amounts of support but I've also I haven't gotten like nearly 
as much hate but like after having a bigger platform obviously more people see you um different types of people see you and um yeah like it's it, i like honestly i'm a person who doesn't care what people have to say but i haven't always been like that and i do know that not everybody's like that which is completely fine but i do feel like social media is a place where you can grow and thrive but also a place where people can really put you down um, so just be confident in your craft, like do what you want to do, regardless of what people say, as cliche as it sounds, like, I really believe in that. No, yeah, exactly. I feel like criticism builds your confidence and makes you stronger. Absolutely. So that's a Absolutely. really great point. So, Especially being yeah. on social media and an influencer, like you need to be so resilient, you know? No, yeah, 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 totally. I get that one. Mm-hmm. So moving on, what encouraged you or motivated you to go after the Sephora squad, med school and an Instagram makeup account? Okay, well, we'll start with the first thing I did, which was an Instagram makeup account. Um, I've always seen, like, big makeup artists like Nikki Tutorials, um, Abby Roberts, all these big makeup artists who are just so incredibly talented and who have a platform that they're so deserving of because of their talent. And I'm like, you know what? Like, I want to be at a level where my makeup is that amazing. Mm -hmm. Like, obviously, I don't want to do it exactly like them, but I do want to be that confident and, like, I want to put that much hard work into my makeup. And I felt like the first step to do that was to create an Instagram makeup account, mm-hmm. especially at the time that I was doing it. TikTok was, in, like, was non-existent, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So Instagram was definitely the best outlet for that. Um, so that's what started it. I actually made it, made the account, I want to say when I was in grade 11, so about three, wow. four years ago. Yeah. And I maybe posted one or two looks and then just completely went MIA and was like, you know what, like, it's just not for me right now. You know, I just needed mm-hmm. to find my light at that point. And then I got to university and of course university is extremely overwhelming in your first year mm-hmm. because, you know, nothing can prepare you for that. So I was extremely focused on my academics and um, my athletics at that time. So I completely, once again, went MIA once, but once I, and this ties into the med school now, um, I was at a regular university in Canada, um, doing my undergrad in medical sciences and a dual degree in business. And I was extremely unhappy in the program just because even though it was so medicine, even though it's supposed to be so medicine oriented, considering it's called medical sciences, it had nothing to do with medicine. It was just broad general science, which I, I mean, I know a lot of people Mm -hmm. find is interesting, just not my thing. Um, the people there were amazing, but it's just, I wasn't happy and I couldn't see myself there for the next five years because my program was five years long. Um, yeah. And literally ever since I was in grade three, I've always wanted to leave Canada and just pursue school elsewhere. Like I didn't know where I just wanted to, you know, branch out, go somewhere else. Um, and then that's when I came across Australia and the deadline was coming up and I was like, you know what, like doesn't hurt to apply um then I applied I got in I was so extremely happy and it was just kind of like that's what's meant for me like what are the Mm -hmm. chances that I I happen to come across it and I happen to apply like right before the deadline you know I just felt like it was so meant to be um and then that gave me so much confidence that gave me so much power in my life so much independence um being in a country all by myself you know I moved there by myself I set my entire life up by myself um and I feel like that honestly is what pushed me to apply for Sephora Squad as well because I have known about the program since it launched um, a couple years back and I've never applied for it. I've never even considered applying for it because I never thought I was like at that level. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, once I came back to Canada because of the pandemic and everything um, and I finished school um, for like, I had like a mid-semester break mm-hmm. in June. That's when I really started getting into makeup. That's when I really committed, like put my 100% effort into it in June 2020. And since then I have been so consistent and so like um, passionate about it. And I feel like that is so important for Sephora Squad. And honestly, that's what pushed me to it, to apply for Sephora Squad. Because obviously, I don't have a massive massive following. There are so many people who have huge followings, you know, like 80 to 200,000 followers. And mm-hmm. I know followers don't uh, matter. But, like, there is a little part of you in the back of your head that's mm-hmm. like, you know, like, I don't have enough followers or whatever. Um, but, you know, it doesn't hurt to apply. If I don't get in, I can always apply next year when I'm even better so you know I I, I, it's the confidence I think the confidence is what pushed me to do everything it was just one step at a time and it was just it was amazing 
Yeah, your confidence and perseverance is like truly astonishing because like not a lot of people have that. So like if they were to get rejected or if they felt like some hate coming their way, they just like say, no, this isn't for me and they'd walk away. But like you persevere, you're like, I don't care what other people say. And you're confident, you like build it up with that criticism and you just like kept going. You're like, I don't care what others say. I'm just going to do it. And if I don't get passed or like if I don't get selected, I will do it again. And like that's truly like a motivation and like an inspiration for many kids. I know that one. It is for me because I usually, when I things get kind of tough, I kind of, like, scramble it. And I'm like, okay, maybe I shouldn't do it. And, like, I'm always like, okay, maybe it's not for me. And I walk away from it sometimes. But then I also, like, need to build up that confidence to be like, okay, no, I need to stay there, pursue it, and I will get it at one point. I just have to keep trying. So exactly. Like, it takes that perseverance for sure. Um, yeah, like, it's definitely not something you build overnight, you know. Yeah. I've been through so many things in my life. Um, not comparing it to anybody else because, you know, we don't know anybody else's struggles, but I have been through so much in my life that's made me who I am. Um, and that's why I mean, like, that's why I feel like, you know, like, as, like, as crazy and ridiculous as it sounds, I feel like that hate, that criticism, the, you know, people putting me down a lot. Because when I was in middle school, I was not nearly as confident as I am now. So I was put down a lot. I was a quiet kid. Um, and all of that combination of everything is what made me who I am. Like, um if you had met me in middle school you wouldn't even recognize me like I was such a different person and like literally looking back at that I'm like hey like that's amazing like how far I've come um and it's it's really just going up from here you know yeah. obviously there are going to be obstacles because that's life and that's that's what should happen because you need to understand you need to figure out what's important in your mm-hmm. life and you can't do that without obstacles but like I'm, I'm just so excited for my future. Like even in the pandemic, even though things are tough right now, I'm still so ex- incredibly excited for whatever um, the future has in store for me. That's that's great optimism, honestly. Not a lot of people have it because of the COVID and all that. But optimism is like the number one thing you should probably have in this time. Yeah, like honestly, the thing is, like I feel like when people think about hate, they think about like direct hate or you know direct impacts but like a lot of the hate that a lot of people get on social media I think it's kind of indirect Mm -hmm. or it's even like you know like little microaggressions and stuff Mm -hmm. um or even just like little things that just people people don't support like I remember when I was um when I was at my first school um doing my undergrad for like a semester um I remember when I I met I met up I actually ended up seeing an old friend that I had in high school that I haven't spoken to since I was about 15. Wow. Uh yeah, so she ended up going to the same school, same program and everything, and she just asked me, you know, we were just catching up, mm-hmm. and I had told her, yeah, like it was around the time that I got accepted to the program, so mm-hmm. I was like to the program in med school, so mm-hmm. I was like, hey, yeah, like I'm fully like not staying here for a while, like mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm leaving. Um and I just remember she was just so keen on destroying my view of the school yeah she was like oh like why would you leave like wouldn't it be so hard to come back whatever whatever and I just feel like that's such an odd thing to say to somebody you haven't spoken to in years yeah um obviously I didn't let it get to me I still left I still I still pursued my my dreams um but yeah she I remember she did that a lot of people actually did that they thought it was so like such a dumb idea but then it was also the same people that you know messaged me and asked me for help on applying and stuff like that and I'm definitely not going to stoop to their level so I absolutely mm-hmm. help them because you know whoever needs to get into the program will get into the program that's just how it's written mm-hmm. in our stories uh but yeah just little microaggressions I feel like that's where most of the hate is and that's mm-hmm. where you know most people like um think about and just get upset over so yeah this wow I mean I always found out that if once you start getting a bit of a clout, you always start gaining fake friends with that. It's like a package Absolutely. deal. You never like only have clout. You always have some fake friends coming with you. And that's exactly. like the hardest thing to deal with when you have like a platform. You need to like separate your life from there and be like realize who is using you for your clout, who is using you just so they can get some stuff out of you instead of who's using you as a good friend who wants to support you and be by your side. And with what you just told me, that just seems like a fake friend, honestly. But absolutely, it's just amazing that people just just use that as a way to just get closer and like not encourage you, but like break you down and hopefully you just or attempt break. to. Yeah. yeah, it's just wow. See, that's when that's when it really like you really are grateful for your your close friends. Yeah. Like me personally, um, I've been in several friendships. Like you know, I've had several best friends, mm-hmm. just like as many people have, but. Uh, I've like I've been through a lot especially in the past year and a half I want to say but I've also gained the most in a in the last year Mm -hmm. and a half like 
believe it or not, I went to Australia. I, I arrived in Australia on February 6, 2020. Whoa. And I actually met my best friend on February 7th. 2020 in australia yeah wow. like she's the light of my life like i love her um she's she was in the same program as me mm-hmm. and she's from vancouver which is like on the opposite side of canada mm-hmm. like from where i am um so we never met in canada we never knew each other in canada but we met there um we became friends instantly like we have been through so much so many problems we have had people trying to interfere with our friendship and everything and like we have came out so much stronger from from that and i feel like because we have been through so much like I just know that she's never leaving my side. Yeah. You know, it just makes me so grateful for people people like her that it just makes me forget about all the people that don't care no, or try yeah. to put me down, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, those are friendships are the ones that, like, life, like, last lifetime, and they always, like, support you no matter what, like, are always by your side. That's the exactly. type of friendship. Like, I always, like, the friendship I have right now, I feel like that will last me so long because they've always been by my side. No matter, like, how many hardships I go through, they always supported me, and that's, like, the number mm-hmm. one thing for me. And honestly, I hope this friendship lasts for, like, lifetimes and, like, after high school and all. But there's always people saying, like, after high school, you meet a whole new group of people and those become your real true friends because you start losing contact with your high school friends. And honestly, I just hope in the future I just find a group of friends that will be there for me. Like, they are for you, like you found in your med school. I want that type of person just I can rely on, tell things to. They can rely on me and all this, like, like a family type. Yeah, like, honestly... um, like the big like the biggest thing I can say about that is that high school friends for some people they do last. They yeah. absolutely do last. I know so many people who are like still best friends with the same person they met in like middle school. You know, they're like my age now. But um also when it comes to a new group of friends, they're gonna be there for you at the most random times. Like yeah. times you'll never expect, you know? Like when I was best, like my best friend, her name is Mara. When um, I, when I had originally met her, I actually I didn't consider her my best friend right away because you know I had just met yeah. her, but I actually did have another best friend who mm-hmm. like really let me down and everything. But Mara was there, you know. Like we have been through so much, we've gone through so many problems, mm-hmm. and like I thought, you know, it's the end for us. Like yeah. you know, like it is what it is. But I like, now that I'm looking at it, I'm like it's incredible that we had. Like, we were, we were in so many problems. We got into so many arguments because we were both so hard-headed. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, like, I'm so grateful that I had met her. Like, I absolutely have amazing other friends in Australia, too. But, like, her, like, she's in Vancouver right now, which is about a seven-hour flight from here. And I haven't seen her since March 27th, 2020. I remember Whoa. the last time I saw her. Yeah. And the second I see her, like, I'm going to be so excited. But, like, our friendship has not deteriorated being, like, long distance. Um, but it's only gotten stronger, and I feel like I feel like having that distance is actually good for us because mm-hmm. it, it we just appreciated each other more. Like I know it sounds so cliche, <laughs> but like we like it's just it's amazing where how far we've come and like how much we value each other. Yeah. So moving on to the makeup side, do you enjoy getting into your daisy side when you do your makeup? Oh, absolutely! <laughs> I love the cultural looks. I love it so much. I I always look for something um, interesting and something different because I know a lot of like cultural um daisy looks are like usually like you know like full glam when it comes to like hair Mm -hmm. jewelry and like whatever outfit you're wearing um but when it comes to makeup people usually keep it to like depending on what 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 like the work is like if it's like gold or so they usually keep it to that and they keep the makeup but like eye makeup a little more neutral Mm -hmm. you never see like um people with like yellow makeup or blue makeup or anything like that right so that's kind of where i add my own twist into it Mm-hmm. Um, depending on the sari that I wear, I kind of contrast some colors with that, you know, like, um, I recently posted like a, like a sage pastel green, um, sorry. Oh, yeah. And it had like a very like hot jalapeno makeup look going mm-hmm. on. Um, that's where I add my, my own, uh, little spin on it. But I love, I love getting cold. I love that cultural glam. I love doing it. I love like draping my sari, you know, doing like the big hair, mm-hmm. the curls and everything. It's, it's. I love it just as much as I love doing the creative makeup. That's really nice. So, how have platforms like Instagram and TikTok helped you share your message and content? Okay, so, um, you know, like, TikTok recently just blew up, you know? Mm-hmm. it's it's It hasn't been out for that long, but um, before TikTok, I was on Instagram. I wasn't getting much recognition just because I was a smaller makeup artist. Mm-hmm. Um, once I decided to post, once, you know, like, I hopped on the TikTok wave and decided to post my content there. I definitely was not getting a lot of views. You know, I posted about, I want to say about 20 to 30 videos, 20 to 30 makeup looks, you know, just different types of looks, um, different types of content. Um, 
and none of that got any traction but the second i posted a cultural look it blew up like the first cultural look i ever did blew up and i was like okay you know like that's mm-hmm. amazing because now i have some sort of a platform just to share my message which yeah. is obviously like kindness you know like if you've ever been on my page my stories i'm always talking about being kind i'm always talking about supporting and uplifting people spreading love and everything and i'm so happy that like even though like i don't have like the biggest tiktok platform mm-hmm. or anything like that i have a platform big enough to share my message with people who are watching, you know, and it's growing every day, which I'm so incredibly grateful for. Um, But because TikTok has like really helped me in that aspect, Mm -hmm. it has also grown my Instagram page because I do have a makeup one and I have a personal page Mm -hmm. and it's it's grown both of them. Um, That's nice. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Like like, if you asked me a year ago if if I thought this would happen, no, easily just no, you know? Um, But yeah, like TikTok has helped me so much. I'm constantly posting on tiktok and instagram because consistency is extremely important and like instagram and tiktok have mm-hmm. both like taught me that uh, but like you see on tiktok there's, there's such a huge variety of content i think especially yeah. on tiktok right like you can be scrolling through your for you page you can see some cooking you can see some dogs and you can see like makeup you know yeah. like it's just so random um and i think with like there's also there's a lot of love on tiktok there's a lot mm-hmm. of love but there's also a lot of hate on tiktok oh, yeah. you know so you always want to be on the good side, good side of that, but you're not always on the good side of that because you know stuff sure. happens. Um, but like, I I do get hate absolutely. I don't entertain it at all. I always spread my message of being kind. Whenever you know people message me on TikTok or reach out, need some help. A lot of people um, after like when I first started, you know, mm-hmm. um, getting some recognition on TikTok, a lot of people DM me and ask me for you know like advice about like situations they're mm-hmm. going through, like abusive relationships etc etc and like i was so happy that people could come to me for that because i never thought that would like you know people trust me with that kind of information um so like just little things like that like even though like nobody knows about those messages obviously i'm not going to tell anybody about any of that but um like just the fact that people were able to confide in somebody and just get some sort of help like i'm Mm -hmm. so happy i could be there um and i know i wouldn't have been able to help them if it wasn't for tiktok because that's how i was discovered by them you know no, um, I truly, actually, I'm amazed by TikTok because, like you said, it has some negative effects to it, like the hate comments that come with it. But that's only, like, a small part of it. Like, a whole other part, it's so diverse that, like, it doesn't hide any content. It, like, it's just so random. Like, one person can literally be mowing their lawn and they'd get, like, 10 million likes on that. Exactly. It's just, it's just so, like, amazing in a way. Like, exactly. I'm like, wow. And then... It's like you they hype you up. They don't like bring you down usually. If they do exactly. there's, there's always gonna be like one or two people who are like, Hey, your makeup looks bad or hey, you look like trash or something there's always gonna be that one or two people who are jealous and like just mm-hmm. wanna throw some hate out because they feel that way. But mm-hmm. other than that, there's like a huge list of people who are like always hyping you up, like, Oh my gosh, I love your makeup. That's so cute. How do you do that? Oh my god, you look like a queen. And there's all mm-hmm. these people and like that amount of love you get through that, it's just amazing. Like you wouldn't expect that. Like, you don't get that on any other platform. You don't get that on oh, Twitter. Absolutely. You don't get that on Instagram. You don't get that on any other platform. Only TikTok. And that's... I just love how diverse it is. It doesn't, like, shade away a part thing. Like, okay, this person is an Indian. I'm not going to show their content. Like, they don't do that. They mm-hmm. they spread it out evenly. Exactly. And it's just... It's, like, a good platform for kids nowadays to learn about as well. Like, not, of course, mm-hmm. just stay on your phone and look at TikTok the whole entire day of your life, all that type of thing. But TikTok also has, like, educational purposes, too. So it's, like, mm-hmm. Absolutely. a variety of, like, lessons you can le- learn from there. Yeah. And I just think, like, especially, like, one thing I learned with TikTok is, like, just for me personally, mm-hmm. is that, like, the South Asian community is so extremely oh supportive. God, yes. Like, I don't think I have ever received a hate comment from anybody in the South yes. Asian community ever. Like, and I have, like, you know, I've gotten lots of comments on my videos. I've gotten lots of um, people duetting my videos. And I, like, there has never been a, a single South Asian person who has ever hated on my craft, ever. And I'm so grateful. Like, I just, I love, I love when people are uplifting other people. Yes. Um, and, yeah, like, it's, it's amazing. Like, I, I never would have thought that, like, I just feel like on TikTok, everybody's so unfiltered, you know? Oh, like, yes, totally. when I see some talent on TikTok, like, I don't even hesitate to comment. I'm like, yeah, like, pop off. Like, you're doing amazing, yes. you know? But on Instagram, I feel like people are just a bit more reserved. Yeah. Um, you know? Sweet. But, like, after being on TikTok, I'm so unfiltered on Instagram. You know, if I like mm-hmm. something, I'm like, yo, like, you actually, like, popped off. Like, you look amazing. Like, yeah. keep doing you, you know? I feel like 
I think the reason why I feel more confident on TikTok is that TikTok, it's more like the whole world sees you. Like, there's a guarantee that people from, like, I don't know, like, Australia will see you if you live in the U.S. Like, that's, or, like, a thing. Compared to Instagram, when you live in the U.S., I don't think, like, the whole world's going to see you. It's just going to be a small group of friends and maybe, like, one or two people randomly. Because, like, TikTok is more, yeah. like, for you pages. Everyone can see it. And there's, like, random people you don't even know commenting, like, hey, you look so good, or, oh, my God, I love your content. Like, that truly really uplifts your spirits. Like, you exactly. don't even know them and you connected with them somehow. That's, like, a whole nother level of, like, like inspiration to others yeah like i remember i was actually looking through my insights on instagram the other day mm-hmm. and obviously instagram is mainly like people you personally know and mm-hmm. like mutuals and like mutuals of mutuals and just whoever shares your stuff right yeah. um because the explore page i feel like isn't on everybody's side like it's exactly. very like selective um but like when when i was checking like my tiktok insights it was like everywhere like like cambodia wow. like the uk like Denmark, Austria, I was like, that's like, that's incredible, you know, yeah. that I'm able to network with so many different people. And I always receive comments on my, on my videos, like love for Brazil or like love for Portugal. I'm like, that's oh, amazing. That's nice. amazing. You know, that's, that's really nice. Like getting it all over yeah. the world. It's just like, I feel like it's comforting in a way that you know that you're doing something right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I'm um, generally in all the makeup looks that you have done where do you usually get your inspiration for those? And, like, how long did it take to complete a look? Okay, so this is a very, very common question I get. Like, where did you get that idea from or anything like that? Honestly, it's usually, I like, I kid you not, it's, like, some shower thoughts or, like, <laughs> just random walking around the house, you know? Like, mm-hmm. um, for, like, for example, like, I remember two of the looks I did. One was, like, a Twitter-based look. I was literally mm-hmm. just on my phone and I saw the Twitter app and I'm like, I think I can draw that bird, you know? <laughs> And I did it, and then it ended up a look. And then there's another one where I got, like, my favorite pairs of shoes and, like, did a look based off that. So um, it's really just, like, randomness. Like, there are so many um, people on Instagram that are so creative and that, mm-hmm. like, you got to do something to stand out. You got to, like, yeah. do something that's never been done before, you know. And that's kind of, like, my motto when it comes to makeup. Like, do something different. You know, there are lots and lots of South Asian uh, makeup artists. Um, and you have to do your own thing. You have to stand out however you stand out and for me it's just being extremely different i'm like do what like just do something random do something that's never been done and that's where my makeup inspiration comes from just randomness like walking around the house going going on a walk with my dog and i look i look at things outside you know Mm -hmm. um but in terms of how long it takes so like if it's a simple glamour like a natural look like i want to say 10 like a natural look like 10 minutes max you know because it's very minimalistic yeah Yeah. some simple cultural i want to say simple glam i probably take like 30 to 45 minutes Mm -hmm um some cultural glam obviously that does take a mm-hmm. while because it is a little bit more heavy so i want to say an hour max an hour and a half but the creative like colorful spunky looks mm-hmm. like have taken up to like five to six hours wow yeah so it does range um it really depends on like the day that i'm having if i'm having a good day if i'm like you know feeling uplifted mm-hmm. if i feel like i have a lot of time then i'll do something crazy if i do want to get some content out there but obviously i only post quality content yeah. um i will go for something that is a little less time consuming that way I can focus on preserving the quality of it and making no, sure that no. it's it's looking its best you know I don't want to rush anything ever no yeah but does your arm ever get tired of this like this doing the makeup on your face well fun fact I'm actually ambidextrous so when one no hand way. gets tired I switch to the other yeah that's like a total benefit when you're doing makeup it's like okay I'm oh, done absolutely. with this hand I'm just scared of this one that's sick wow especially when I'm working on like two eyes because I always like I like to do so if I'm like blending black and brown and mm-hmm. i'm doing the black first i like to do the black on both eyes and then i like to do the brown on both eyes after wow you know so i usually get the same brush and blend with the black and then blend with the black on the right eye and the and the left eye and then the same thing with the brown that's it's, 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 it's so time efficient <laughs> like it's, it's like really time efficient imagine doing it with yeah. one hand it'll take you like double that money you're like screw oh this. absolutely especially because i'm such a perfectionist that like if it doesn't turn out like symmetrical if mm-hmm. it doesn't look like exactly how i imagined it i'm not posting it I'm not mm. taking pictures. I'm wiping it off and doing it again, which is, like, a lot of my looks. I've wiped off so many looks and mm-hmm. done, just done it again. But it's because I'm such a perfectionist. And I don't know if that's a quality or a flaw, but I feel like it's both. I feel like that's a... I am, in some parts, a perfectionist. Like, if my room is not a certain way, I like it. Like, it has to be spotless when I'm working. I kind of oh, mess absolutely. up. I'm like, okay, no, this isn't working for me. So then I stop everything. I move out. And I'm like, okay, I need to clean it. I need to vacuum my room. I vacuum exactly. it. And then I sit. And I'm like, oh, my God. 
this feels way better than it was like 20 right? minutes ago. I don't know. It's because I, I feel like your mind is kind of preoccupied by all yeah. the discrepancies in your room that so you're just like, hey, I need to fix that and then I can focus. Like literally, I'm running my work and I'm like, okay, that table is not looking right. It's like, it's too messy for me. It's like, I can't. And I just stop yeah. everything. My mom's like, are you okay? What are you doing? You don't even have work to do. I'm like, I yeah, need exactly. to vacuum. I need yeah. to. It's part of the process. Exactly. Um, I fully get where you're coming from. That's so me. I thought that was just me. So I was like, I'm just gonna see if no. that goes anywhere. You are not alone. That is absolutely me. <laughs> so, um, why do you think it is important to share the message about Asian hate? And do you have any personal thoughts about that topic? Okay, so this is an amazing question. And I'm so glad you asked it because it mm-hmm. is, like, a massive issue. Like, it, yeah. it's always been an issue. But I feel like it's so, like, prominent right now. Yeah. Like, like currently. And, like, obviously, I am not going to speak on behalf of, like, the Asian community, yeah. but I will do whatever I can to support because I have an extremely diverse group of friends, but even if I didn't, like, everybody deserves to be treated equally, exactly. you know, and I've heard, I have heard so many things about, like, uh, my friends who um, are of Asian ethnicity, and they just, like, they tell me some horror stories, and of course, like, any person of color, I feel like, I feel yeah. like any single, any person of color has some sort of story, yeah. you know, where they've experienced some sort of hate, but now it's just, like, I mean, I'm keeping up with the news, you see everything on social media, even if you don't watch, like, you know, like, like, the global news or whatever. You yeah. do see things on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, whatever. Um, so I have been, you know, keeping myself updated and posted and, you know, just checking on my friends, making sure they're all okay because I feel like that's so important. Um, but I think one thing that we all need to recognize is that it's not just a result of the pandemic, but it's just yeah. surged, you know. The crimes against the Asian community have, like, never received the recognition and action and change that they rightfully deserve. Yeah. But I feel like that's just being, like, extremely highlighted right now. Exactly. You know, like, it's always happened. Like, we can't just say that it just happened because of the pandemic, because yeah. that's absolutely not true. But, like, long story short, people should be, people who are responsible should be held accountable, just like for any other hate crime. Um, and, like, one thing that I feel like I've noticed, and I don't mm-hmm. know if any other, any other people have noticed, is that, like, politicians, people in media, like, influence, like, big people, um, like, they should focus on enforcing change oh, just yeah. as much as they focus on educating. No, yeah, you know? exactly. They're so equally important because I know a lot of people on TikTok um, and Instagram, especially like, you know, like the the, the news accounts and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They're always saying, oh, like this happened. But they're not saying, okay, like, let's do this. Or yeah. here's a GoFundMe page. Or here's like um, some ways you can cope with it. Here are resources, anything. No, yeah. Like, I've never heard of that, you know. Um, like in Toronto a little while, like not too long ago. I'm not exactly sure when, but not too long ago, there was an 84-year-old Thai man who mm-hmm. actually didn't survive when a stranger just ran into him at full oh speed. God. Yeah. So, I mean, like, wow. where, like, did that really even receive any, like, um, any traction? Like, I did not see that on any of the news accounts. Like, I only know that because I was literally keeping up with the news. Wow. Um, yeah, but I feel like, like, I mean, like, how could you not talk about that? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, and there's so many things you can do. Like, you, like something as simple as just speaking up when you hear microaggressions. Like, yeah. when you call up min- misinformation and jokes that are racist from, like, your friends, family, because, you know, like, a lot of people, like, let it slide when it's their family, because they're just like, eh, like, you know, whatever, but, like, little things like that can make such a big influence, because it just, like, it resonates, you know, like, once you do it, you're like, oh, like, this is wrong, then every time they're, they are, like, they're gonna do something like that, they're gonna think twice, and then, you know, they might call call out another person when they do it, and it's just a chain, right? Yeah, no, like, when I was younger, like you said, racism wasn't just something that just started, like, now, like, Asian A is not something that just grew up out of nowhere and just became a big thing now it's been there since i was young it's probably been there since my parents came here it was it's been there like centuries now probably and i know when i was younger i used to i told this to like a different episode but when i was younger i used to bring um idlis and dosas because i'm a south indian so my mom used to just make it pack it in a box and just send it to me to school and um, because it's bomb exactly literally bomb i love it and like and when I took it to school one day, I took idli and I put some mm. pudding on the side and some chutney and like it was like a really, it was a really nice dish for me. The, the whole thing, the whole <laughs> shebang. Just nice. And then I went there one day and I was eating it. And a couple of my group, like my friend, they're like, oh my gosh, you're eating butt. And I'm like, wait, what? And they're like, you're eating butt. And I just stood there and I was like, what? And I'm like, I don't want to eat this anymore. So then I just put it away and I'm, I just put it and I'm like, okay, I don't want to ever bring those right to school again. They're all going to make fun of me. Everyone's just going to look at me weird. They're going to like start con- like calling me names. Soon they call my food, but they might call me, but and like, I like, I don't not want to go through this. And I just never ever like after that, 
I was at this whole phase where I wouldn't want to eat lunch at school. Like, I just never ate lunch. I was, like, way too skinny. I was just, like, I never ate. So, like, my supervisor in my school was always, like, okay, you have to eat. You can't just keep throwing away your food. And, like, my mm-hmm. mom, like, it was really a big thing where I had to eat. But I never felt comfortable eating in a way, like, okay, what if people look at my food and they think it's weird? And, like, there was this whole stereotype, like, oh, Indians or Asians always bring rice. Rice is, like, the big thing. And, like... It was all these, like, stereotypes are going through. And that was in elementary school. And thinking of how it has progressed from then to now is, like, mm-hmm. it's just, like, oh, my God. Because at that point, nobody was physically attacking anyone. It was more, like, verbally attacking. It was, like, okay, wow, you look horrible or your food looks horrible. And now it's, like, you physically go up and go hit someone or you go punch them and take their stuff and leave and leave them broken on the floor. And, like, all these, it progressed so much. And thinking how when I was younger, that's how it was. Imagine kids who are now, like, born in, like, 2016 going to elementary school right now, how much hate they're facing for bringing their Asian food to school having their Asian culture, clothes, and all this stuff, mm-hmm. it truly progressed a lot further, and not in a positive way, in a total negative way. Like, the amount of hate it's coming, and it's it's not just Indian, it's, like, Chinese, Thai, it is Vietnamese, it's all these different races, and, like, mm-hmm. they're only... I feel like the reason why they're doing this is they're targeting as COVID as a reason when they know it's not COVID. And I mean, yeah, like, that's just another... They're yeah. just looking for a reason to do it. This exactly, point, you know? and, like, I mentioned, like, COVID could easily came from any other country possible. It just happened to come from China. It could have exactly. easily came from the UK. It could have easily came from Australia. It could have came from anywhere, but it just happened anywhere, to yeah. grow from the Asia, China. So yeah. people are just like targeting that as a reason. And like you said, they instead of like telling people to educate yourself, educate others, and like say a change, like give exactly. them a way to like change themselves. Like, okay, so we will talk to our police department and this and like, enforce something instead of just saying educate you guys self like post something there are people who are enforcing change on like smaller media platforms and like mm-hmm. i like z generation i think this generation or something there's an instagram account i love their account because they always enforce change they always show like how to deal with this criticism there is against asian hate against like black life matters all these things i feel like it's one hate after another like it was first blm now it's asian hate it's it's gonna keep going on and on and on until someone actually enforces something exactly like first of all like i just want to say like i'm sorry that happened to you like i like mm. it's it, it's it's awful you know like i've I've, ex- I've definitely experienced some similar things to it um and especially when you're a child you're so vulnerable that you don't yeah. know what to do right you just do whatever you think is right at the at the time but uh, like a lot of the time that means suppressing who you are yeah. and where you come from you know um but like one thing i've also noticed is that like a lot of people support um you know, like, Black Lives Matter, yeah. like, the Stop Asian Hate movement when it's trendy, Yeah. you know, right? Which is, like, it's so awful, and I feel like as, like, um, people of color, as, like, people who are, like, considered minorities, mm-hmm. and I use that very lightly because we're not minorities, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, people people in that in that group, I just feel like they're the only people who really understand yeah. that, like, it's not, it's not a trendy topic, you know? Like, I am a proud Sri Lankan Tamil woman, and anybody who knows Sri Lanka's history knows that, you know, we've had, it's, I'm not going to talk yeah. too much about it, but it's been a roller coaster ride, and I've gotten so much hate on TikTok for being a Sri Lankan Tamil woman, you know, and I'm like, you know what, like, first of all, like, I am not throwing hate, I, have, I never, ever throw hate, like, that is one thing I yeah. would never, ever do, um, but, you know, like, I just feel like, you know, we're a new generation, right, yeah. and, like, the new generations always build off of the old ones, you know, but I feel like this is the first generation that has kind of developed their own yeah. mindset and developed their own like values. And the only way that it'll get better is if we keep enforcing yeah. how important it is to accept everybody for who they are and where they come from. Um, like I have a little brother, he's 15. He just started high school last year. Wow. Um, you know, so I like, he tells me like obviously everything is online right now mm-hmm. right so it's definitely a little like very different than when yeah. i was in high school yeah. uh, but like he's telling me about about a bunch of stuff that goes on in there and i'm like like that never would have happened when i was yeah when i was in, like i can't imagine that happening when i was in high school and um yeah like it's just like i i just i don't hate i just hate how like it's seen this trendy, you know, like, yeah. oh everybody's posting the blackout for blm like that black, that black screen yeah. okay let me post it it's not a trendy topic. I mean, come on. Even like, like for example, like the Yemen crisis. Oh yeah, a lot yeah, of people like, are like, like. Yeah, like I just I I did what I honestly I, I supported all the GoFundMe's. I 
posted everything I could, like, I did whatever I could with everything, you know, like, even, like, animal rights, like, the orcas and everything, I've been, like, posting all that stuff, I've been sharing it, I've been telling other people to sign the petitions, and, like, especially, like, like, I I keep highlighting microaggressions, but I feel like that's so important, because, like, that's where it stems, you know, as a, like, like, it start it starts off as a microaggression, like, the food, you know, like, Mm -hmm. you don't, like, obviously, it's it's such a big, it's such a big thing, because, like, Our food is so important to us. Like, that is part of who we are. Yeah, that's the food culture. that we eat, the food that we make. Exactly. So, you can't say that it's like a small thing or like it's not being racist or it's not, you know, yeah. like throwing shade or anything. But, um, that, like, and points like that, mm-hmm. um, we have to train, we have to teach, we have to show the, like, the new generations that, like, when things like that happen, you don't sit aside, no, you know, yeah. you don't let it happen. You need to speak up for yourself, which is definitely easier said than done because. I personally did not do that when I got comments like that. Mm-hmm. I did exactly what you did, you know? Like, I just I put it to the side, you know, yeah. just got a sandwich or something that's, like, not not that much to talk yeah. about, you know? Um, but, yeah, I just feel like moving forward, like, my, my, um, my importance lies with, like, enforcing mm-hmm. equally as much as it lies with educating. You know, mm-hmm. I, I just feel like, I feel like instead of saying things, I, I always hear people saying, like, yeah, we need change, we need change, but, like, you can say it as many times as you want. It doesn't mean it's going to happen. You need to go out there and you need to do something, you know? Yeah. And it can't... And, like, when it comes to, like, Asian hate, for example, it can't only be Asians who are standing up for Asians because, like, we need we need support from everybody. And in, in yeah. diverse countries like Canada and, like, America, like, that's where the traction builds, you know? Because we yeah. have people from literally everywhere, you know? Yeah, exactly. So I feel like we need to take advantage of that. We We have friends. Like, I mean, I have friends from, like different countries i have friends from like all over the world and like i think that's where it stems you know like when yeah. one one person shares it then the other person shares it and like um like my best friend she's not sri lankan so she didn't really know the struggle but she does have a struggle in her um with her background mm-hmm. and everything um because she's palestinian oh. and you know we it's extremely similar with what happened in sri lanka i'm not gonna say it's the same i don't want to talk too much yeah. about it it's not my place to talk um but like I educated her on my history. Mm-hmm. She educated me on her history, and now I spread that awareness. Yeah, I spread that. You know what I mean? Like, I, it's, it doesn't take a lot. It takes like you just got to hear somebody out. That's all it takes. Yeah. And I know a lot of people don't want to like post things on their story or don't want to say anything because they're like, you know, I don't know enough about it, so I don't want to like post it. So like, ask. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, if somebody ever asked me about like what happened in Sri Lanka, if I post something on my story and like somebody who wasn't Sri Lankan yeah. or like somebody who is Sri Lankan just doesn't know it ever message me about it i would literally spend hours explaining to them because i think it's so important like that's like you got to use social media to your advantage you know like don't be afraid to ask and if if you are afraid to ask literally make an anonymous account and dm me and i will answer you (laughs) you know like you don't have to you don't have to come as yourself that's fine i'm more than happy to educate you without like knowing who you are no yeah you know it's it's if people feel like they're kind of scared of asking, it's always fine to ask. Like it's no issue. We're not going to judge you on that aspect. I mean, Absolutely. Everyone wants to know and educate themselves on certain aspects in the world, and then you're like, okay, I want to know what that is about. I mean, if you don't want to ask, you can always search it up and be like, okay, what happened? But I feel like it's yeah. always better to ask someone who is part of that culture so they can explain it from their point of view, so they explain like how it has affected them personally as well. But because there is a huge like media bias as yeah. well sometimes in like some situations, you know um but yeah asking the source is an amazing thing um obviously it is hard like it's, yeah. it's, it's kind of weird you know reaching out to somebody you don't know uh, but i just feel like we need to normalize that exactly. you know so um moving on to a little bit of a lighter note where do you imagine mm-hmm. or hope to be in 10 years okay that's a good one okay so what my program because well, I'm 20 right mm-hmm. now. Um, I started med school when I was 18. Um, oh, wow. That's early. Yeah. Yeah. I started about, well, I'm in my, in my second year right now. Uh-huh. And um, when, so my program is six years long in total mm-hmm. because there's no undergrad. It's just med school. Med school is typically four years, but because there's no undergrad, it isn't mm-hmm. a little bit longer. So it's six years, but it's still way better in retrospect, <laughs> um, in my opinion. But so, so in, you know, four or five years, I expect to graduate, mm-hmm. um, finish school, and I want to pursue a neurosurgery career, so I want to start, wow. yeah, I want to start luck. my extremely extensively long residency um, doing that, so I, I want to be well into my residency in 10 years. Um, I also have a makeup business, a cosmetics business that I, I own as well. Nice. Um, it's called Shauna Mohan Cosmetics, um, and I want to, you know, like, I, I, I am making a lot of money off of that. I am growing who I am. Like I, it, it's, it's a big part of me and mm-hmm. I want to grow that as well. 
I want to grow my makeup account. I want to like I, when I say grow, I don't mean I just want followers. I mean I want to grow. Like I yeah. want it to like empower okay. people. Even if like in ten years I literally only have like ten more followers, mm-hmm. I literally don't care because I just wanted to empower people. And because like okay, when you look at a makeup account, it usually only piques the interest of people who are makeup artists or people yeah. who like makeup. You know, you don't do people who like like to cook very often look at makeup yeah. accounts you know what i mean so i want to have a diverse account where like um people who like cars people who like to cook people who like animals are all on my page because mm-hmm. of my message yeah you know um yeah you know I'm, I'm an extremely diverse person i i love sports i play varsity basketball gymnastics um i'm into cars all this kind of stuff so i feel like i have such an elaborate background that i'm able to like create that exposure for myself mm-hmm. um it does take time of course because you know your social media account doesn't just grow overnight yeah. but i do want to reach out to a bunch of people um but in 10 years time like it, it's like i just feel like it's so long away like i'm literally going to be 30 years <laughs> old you know um but yeah no i just i just want to be happy like that's the main thing i just i want to whatever i'm doing mm-hmm. whoever i'm around wherever i am in the world i, I want to be happy i want my family to be happy i want everybody I love and care about and any single person in the world who has ever supported me or literally just viewed my stuff, never liked or just viewed it. I want everybody to be happy and I want everybody to be chasing their dreams, whatever it is. That's literally it. And the last question of today is if you were to be given a chance to meet your 15 year old self, what advice would you give yourself? Okay. That's a good one. We talked a little bit about like being younger. Um, I think, I would say just like really embrace authenticism Mm -hmm. and when I was 15 I think the main concern that I had was like I was so caught up in what other people had to say about me Mm -hmm. that I like I didn't really know who I was I mean who really knows who they are at 15 but like you know I I just feel like um I was just so caught up in what other people had to say about me Mm -hmm. so I think what I would tell my 15 year old self is like be true to yourself don't change any part of you that you love about yourself to please anybody Mm-hmm. and like literally just embrace yourself embrace your roots success is coming your way you're a hard worker um good things are gonna happen for you like be happy do what makes you happy and and just honestly just like just be the best version of yourself i think that's i think that's extremely important just yeah. be the best version of you don't don't put anybody down for your own gain ever mm-hmm. just yeah just literally be the best version yeah. of yourself no that's yeah. that's really good um really nice advice Okay. All right, guys. It's time to wrap up the episode. Thank you so much for joining us today. We had a blast. Um, I had a blast at least. Um, I definitely did too. Be sure to follow us on all of our platforms, including American Born Confused Daisy, with periods between each word, as well as our personal accounts linked in the bio. Email us with any suggestions or feedback concerning our opinions, and tell us who or what you would like us to talk about. And we love to hear your input, be it because you become a part of our um community. Shauna, do you have um, any socials you want to shout out for our viewers? Um, sure. So my makeup page is at shauna's.touch. My business page is at smcosmetics with an X. And if you want to follow me on my personal, it's s.mohan with two N's. And guys, check out that Shauna Mohan cosmetics that she talked about. I'm pretty sure it is amazing because her makeup is amazing. We love Thank you guys you so much. So much. Um, stay safe. Have a great day. And be sure to tune in next week. Bye.